0: Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate podcast network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through
1: discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Well, welcome back to another episode of Disciple Her podcast. Um, This is going to be a super exciting episode. I am here. This is Candy Gallaty, and I'm here with Julie Woodruff. Julie, hey, how how are, you? are you? I'm good and I'm so excited about today. I know I'm so excited too. So we have been recording episodes um, on this new series for ministers wives. And so we've talked about a couple of different topics. And today we're going to talk about a few more, one of which is spiritual warfare. And then the other is just specifically questions for a minister's wife. You know, how do you deal with criticism? How have you dealt with conflict and things of that nature? I'm
0: certain that no one's ever dealt with either of those. I know, right? Whatever.
1: (laughs) So I hope if you are listening, you are excited as well. And we have two guests with us today. And so I'm going to introduce to you Gina Floyd, who I adore. Um, Gina Floyd, some of you probably know her. Um, You may have even read her book. She's got a couple of books out, which we'll talk about in a minute. But she has been a pastor's wife for 44 years. And recently her transition has changed. They've transitioned and and that role has changed slightly. But a heart of a pastor's wife is always a heart of a pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking, we're talking about four decades of, Mm -hmm. um, experience, you Mm -hmm. know, here, and I've been a minister's wife for 16 years. Mm -hmm. So that's more than double Mm -hmm. how long we've been in ministry. And so just that make you feel
2: (laughs) really old. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my, that's not my
0: intent, but it's wisdom. That's exactly right. right. Experience and wisdom.
1: That's right. (laughs) It's like, there's such a wealth of knowledge and wisdom that we can glean and learn from. And so that's why I'm so excited. Maybe you've never had the privilege of sitting with Gina and having a conversation, but you're going to have the luxury of that today as Mm -hmm. we talk about different things. And as she just kind of pours into us in that way. Um, One of her books is 10 things every minister's wife needs to know, which I highly recommend. If you have not read that book, um, hop on Amazon or christianbook.com and, um, and grab it. Um, grab that book because it's just very helpful if you are walking the road of being in ministry and you're a minister's wife. Um, she's also a cancer survivor, and so she has a book about her journey through cancer and has been in remission for over 30 years, which is a praise. So, yes. Gina, we're thrilled to have you today, and we're going to get into some nitty-gritty in just a minute. And Julie, why don't you introduce Leanne? I'd love to.
0: Uh, Leanne McCoy is also with us, and Leanne is an author and a speaker, and she's written books on spiritual warfare, including Spiritual Warfare for Your Family and Spiritual Warfare for Women. Leanne, we've known each other for a long, long time, and um, it's great to have you with us. Leanne is passionate about helping others develop a never-fail faith. I love that so much, Mm -hmm. and yes, that does describe you for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And she also is a cancer survivor. So we've got two cancer survivors, which is a miracle, and... Yeah. what a praise, praise today. God, yeah. um, and Leanne's been a pastor's wife at Thompson Station for 34 years. Y'all right. started Thompson Station, right? Kind of did. Kind of did. It was a restart. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So welcome mm-hmm. to both of you. Thank we're delighted you. to yep. have you.
1: Yes, it's going to be so good. So what we're going to do is we're going to just start talking and then just kind of allow our conversation to continue and see kind of how the Lord directs us Um over the next maybe 20, 30, 40 minutes because I think we can go on and on and on. And it's going to be so good. So, Dina, let's start off by asking, what is one piece of advice that you, or the best piece of advice that you would say you received as a minister's wife?
2: That was real easy for me to think through. Um, And that would be my mother. My mother was a pastor's wife for over 50 years. And she nearly, she really didn't advise me as far as being a minister's wife but she said always be yourself Mm. and the thing that's so beneficial at being a pastor's wife and being yourself is understanding how god specifically made you Mm. distinctly who you are placed you with your husband he even has you in the location that he wants you at and so accepting that trying to be anything other than who you are, um, I never tried it very often, but when I did, it was a mishap. Mm-hmm. And so, just being yourself and understanding um, your giftedness from God, who He made you to be, where He's placed you, and just accepting that. And some um, I've heard people say, Be the best you. I like that, but I think being the best you in um, the context of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the very best you to serve him wherever you are.
1: Yeah, I I love that. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, your mom teaching you just be yourself because we know that in all of us, God has uniquely created us, right? And I think about even Robbie and I, we're a lot alike, but we're a lot different. There are a lot of Things that I am stronger in that he might be weaker in, things that he's stronger in that I'm weaker in. Yes. And like when you look at the landscape of your life and you realize, wow, the Lord allowed me to be strong in this area mm-hmm. because it's what complements Robbie in, in another area. And so, even something as simple as organization, yes. so I'm extremely organized mm-hmm. and He's not, and mm-hmm. his, his brain doesn't work in the same way that mine does when it comes to that. And the Lord knew, yes. God, He knew that Robbie needed somebody to help him in that area of his life. And that's a small example, but for Robbie, it's crucial yeah. because if he didn't have someone helping him to organize his life and just things that are that are going on, um, that would be a struggle, and it would take him away from what he feels God has made him strong right. in. Does that make sense? And so I think that. N- you can't shortchange your unique giftedness as a minister's wife specifically to your spouse because that that was very intentional and purposeful mm-hmm. from the Lord, mm-hmm. and so I love that.
0: So good, yeah. And and we can't be do well at being somebody we're really not. No. You know, it never comes so good. Off good. <laughs> it never comes off good. <laughs> it doesn't. It's it doesn't. doesn't work. That's for sure. And and that kind of leads us into the second question because I think. This fits together. And, and that question would be this. Have you ever dealt with conflict as a minister's wife? <laughs> ever? Never. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: we are all in the floor rolling right that's now. That's exactly we right. we know that's not true. Yes. Yeah. And yes. How,
0: what, what has God shown you through that? Because we have all dealt with it. And, and it's just we uh, deal with people. Yes. And uh, none of yes. us are perfect. And no church is perfect. And right. so we all deal with conflict right. in one way or another.
2: Well, and you know, it's not just a minister's life. Um, coaches have conflict, Absolutely. all professions have mm-hmm. conflict. Yeah. So, um, lest we have the poor me's about being ministers wives mm-hmm. and good. walking through conflict. It's, it's a part of daily life for mm-hmm. everyone. And what I learned as a pastor's wife, and this was probably one of the most difficult things for me was just, um, looking at it through the long haul, mm. s- through spiritual lens, long haul and not um, responding or reacting any way that was going to build bridges that could not be overcome in the future, giving grace yeah. upon grace just as Jesus gives us grace and just allowing time sometimes to, mm-hmm. to soothe those um, issues over and allowing the Lord to work and just um, being what we need to be under God and that's not always easy Mm -hmm. Um, we all know that hurt people hurt people and we all know that people strike out when they're wounded Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes we end up being their whipping post I think looking at that again through spiritual eyes and understanding that um, God has graced us and so praying for that person maybe even trying to understand where that anger or resentment um, may come from um, may help them in a spiritual journey. But we're all going to have conflict.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's it's something that we need to think through maybe before we ever get there. Because mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. you know, we we may would say some things that we would regret. And so even thinking, of, okay, that's going to come one day. Yeah. How, how do I deal with that when it comes and be prayed up? Yes. in advance for that I wish I had done that more mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean?
2: well and the longer you're in it the more you come up with those things mm-hmm. like when someone wanted to share gossip with me about someone else I would just look at them and say I'm really surprised to hear that about that person I I would not have thought that was it and it just kind of set Diffuses them it. yes mm-hmm. and I think another thing is we always have to remember who the enemy is that's right and we don't fight against flesh and blood but sometimes it sure feels like it. it. does, that's that's right. right. And so mm. just recognizing, you know, where true warfare and true conflict come from mm-hmm. will help us again to look through a spiritual lens, mm-hmm. looking through spiritual eyes and seeing how does God want to use this in my life? Yeah, so.
1: that's really good. So good. And I think it kind of leads us into and we I know we've all dealt with this and Is conflict or criticism of your husband. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, for me, my personality is I'll take care of it. Like, let me, you know, which of course I would never do. But inside, I'm like, are you kidding me? How dare they say this or that or whatever. And I'm, because I mean, I know my husband, you know, I get to see him day in and day out. And so that there's that, you know, desire in me to just want to, for everybody to see him how I see him. But that's not going to happen. And so we know Mm -hmm. sometimes we're criticized ourselves, Mm -hmm. but a lot of time that criticism will be directed to um, our husbands. So Mm -hmm. how have you handled that? And what, what is how can you encourage us that are out there and maybe kind of dealing with that today?
2: Right. Yes. Well, our husbands are on the front lines. They're the public face. And so probably... Unless we're really asking for it, our husbands are going to be the more criticized person. And that's kind of the way it was. And uh, Ronnie's received lots of criticism through the years. And um, I think, as far as our husbands, um, having lived this life for so long, I've observed, experienced, walked through, and when I see a wife, and and our reaction is we want to defend our husbands Mm -hmm. because we love them, and we know it's probably not true. There's not truth into it, and so we want to go to their defense. But I really believe that God made our husbands um, full of strength, and um, Mm. I think it makes our husbands look weak if Mm. his wifey, Mm-hmm. Is always running to defend <laughs> him good. and mm-hmm. and trying and, and so that's the last thing you want to make your husband look like is a weak leader, mm-hmm. right? And so, so mm-hmm. you know, taking it to the Lord and um, pouring out your heart to the Lord. If you don't know as a minister's wife how to pour out your heart to the Lord. You must learn immediately. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's because good. there'll be a lot of pouring out when you really don't have someone else to go to, but Jesus is always there. Mm-hmm. He's there through conflict, through criticism of your husband, through personal conflict and criticism, and He hears. He knows you. He knows you're there. He knows what you're going through. But I think we just need to be careful as women. It doesn't make us weak. It just m- means that we don't have to go around defending our husbands because they are strong men, and God has mm. called them, called them to lead the church, and He will equip them to deal with the criticism.
1: Amen. Amen. I'm thinking of two verses that are, or two passages really. One's a verse. One's a passage as we're talking about this in just Exodus 14, 14, which, I mean, it's like a lifeline, I think for, for me anyway, but the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be silent because mm-hmm. I'm not a quiet person by nature. So, I mean, I'm not a, a mean or rude person by any means, but I, I like to talk always have. And so to be silent, you <laughs> know, is more is hard for me. Mm-hmm. And so, but to be silent and let the Lord like fight my battles is mm-hmm. so, I mean, Awesome and just I, being able to just release that and trust him as he does that. Like I don't have to be the one to say anything. Right. Let him handle this, you know. And um, I was reading in my Bible um, just a couple of days ago about Hannah, and you know she, it says her rival provoked her severely. Yes, and she goes um, and she's you know pouring out her heart to the Lord in her. It says anguish and resentment. Like, so she's very raw emotions and, and, and very intense that she goes to the point they think that she's drunk because she is just in such, she's so hurt, you know? And I thought, wow, you know, God can handle any emotion we have, you know, whether it's hatred or confusion or anguish, resentment, whatever that emotion or that feeling that is going on in our heart and our life. Especially when it comes to someone who's not being very nice, you know, a rival maybe, um, but being able to go to him and pour that out, like he he can handle that, you That's know. Right. And I just think we may need to do more of that, you know. Um, anyway, just something I was thinking about the other day. But um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. <laughs>
3: As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com.
1: All right, we are back and um, just sitting here thinking through some of the questions that we've been talking about today. And Leanne, we really want to hear what would you say is your best piece of advice that you've received as a minister's wife?
3: Well, mine came from my mother-in-law, Gina, because Mm -hmm. she was a pastor's wife. And she said, you have to have the heart of a dove and the hide of a rhinoceros. (laughs) And that goes really with all of your questions. So good. Because it's all about just letting... The criticism, the offenses, the hurt feelings, all that, it's just got to roll off. Mm-hmm. But you want your heart to continue to stay tender mm-hmm. so that you can That's continue good. to love and you can continue to see things from a loving and compassionate perspective and not grow crusty and mm-hmm. bitter That's really good. over all of it.
1: I do love that. I was
0: just thinking, y'all, how blessed were you to have mm-hmm. models, yes. role models. Um, I went in as a 23-year-old pastor's wife going, Oh, I have no clue what I'm yeah. doing. You know what I'm saying? And and, and still don't, but <laughs> I have learned because I'm sold a few things along the way. <laughs>
2: and you know what? I think more and more as we pastored our church for so many years, I saw the turn from the women my age were raised in Christian homes mm. by Christian parents and were brought up in church. But as our staff team got younger and younger, there were many of those women who were not raised yeah. in the church who had no idea. Yeah. And so I think that that's something that has changed I agree. through the years. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it is kind of a, a daunting thing when you mm-hmm. think, okay, what do I do and yes. how do I do it? And um, that's why this is so helpful.
3: Well, that Exodus fourteen fourteen verse, it should be like... A, a theme verse for all pastors' wives. Mm. Like we should embroider that on our little you know, sounds <laughs> if that's even a thing anymore. I don't embroider <laughs> but someone should do that. <laughs> because I totally was resonating with you, Candy, when you were sharing that. When I was a young pastor's wife and Things were happening. My husband was being criticized. I thought, if I just go to all these women and explain to them, it's right. hard. <laughs> right. like, and I went on a tour and I went to their home. <laughs> oh my goodness! And my after several weeks of doing nothing but pouring fuel on the fire, my dad called me and he's like, "Leanne, are you familiar with Exodus fourteen <laughs> He knew me well. He was like, "The Lord will fight for you. Oh well, wow. when <laughs> you keep silent, you know, it was like you got to be quiet and
1: get out of the way. So so I totally get That's good. that. So yeah. good. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, at, at some point, our trust of the Lord, you know, comes into play. And I think as we grow as just a Christian, as a believer, mm-hmm. and then as in ministry and being married to ministers, you know, life lessons that happen, they teach us to trust. Mm-hmm. And I think as we grow and we put our faith and our trust in Jesus just over and over again, um, we learn that he will do that. He will fight for us, you know, and we may never not know how that situation is resolved or if anybody ever feels differently or anything of that nature, Mm -hmm. but we know we can trust him, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know one thing is with criticism. It's, it's been rare in my experience in the 16 years I've been in ministry that I've had criticism directed directly towards me a few times and one time, not too too long ago, and it was extremely hurtful to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, like this is what Robbie deals with all the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and it hurt me for him because I knew just how how it hurt me personally to have someone be so mean. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, and then I just thought to myself, you know the the level that that they have to deal with, like as as pastors and ministers and, and leaders of their areas. And the pressure that Mm -hmm. comes along with that Mm -hmm. really as a wife should drive us to more just praying for them and interceding Mm -hmm. for them because it's hard to understand. It's hard to be in their shoes like we get to see it Mm -hmm. firsthand. But really the pressure that they carry is is hard for I think anybody to really truly wrap their mind around. Mm -hmm. And so really pressing in um, to the Lord and letting him be all that we need him to be, you know, is mm-hmm. so important mm-hmm. as, as a minister's wife. I, agree. Yeah. I agree. One
2: thing that I didn't mention that I want to mention is that there comes a point when you've prayed, you sought the Lord, that you just have to let things go. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's and that,
2: that's like the mm-hmm. add-on to that verse, be silent and let it go. Because mm-hmm. if we don't, we get filled with bitterness. And um, mm. I internalized my... More, I never struck out, but I would internalize it. Mm-hmm. That does nothing but eat like a poison in your own body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just got to let it go and mm-hmm. let God have his way and mm-hmm. let God deal with it. And he will.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about a little bit about, which I just think this is this is going to be good, um, competition. So as women, we know we compete, right? Mm-hmm. We compete with each other. Well, when it comes to the church, and other churches maybe in your town or in your community and that sort of thing. What what are your thoughts on how do we deal with maybe our own thoughts and feelings about other churches or that that competitive nature that we may have? I know as a as a younger minister's wife our first pastorate which was almost 15 years ago and you know we were the new young little couple that had moved to the area and I'm thinking, man, this is going to be great. You know, we're going to have all these friends and we're going to have other pastors, couples, you know, they're going to like us and we're going to be, this is going to be great. We're going to be in this together. And it was the exact opposite. We felt like we weren't accepted or welcomed in and it was just a very weird thing cuz i thought well how can an older mm-hmm. like ministry couple not welcome this young couple in and like get to know them or pour into them kind of a thing but it we, it was the exact opposite it was like you're almost like you're the enemy and it was like well, this doesn't make any sense so and it was in our within our own denomination so we became friends with pastors and wives that were in other denominations around because they were nice to us <laughs> and i thought then that's a shame right and like you never want to be that person and so it's like I say that to say, like, if you're, if you're out there and you're listening and, and you're a pastor and a wife in, in a community and you haven't maybe reached out to someone who's moved to town or that is at another church is that, you know, we're all in this together. <laughs> and so wrap your arms around them, especially if they're young and in ministry and love on them and encourage them and let it not be said of you that you didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to hear your thoughts on just maybe some things that y'all have dealt with in this area as far as. competition, like with other churches and and ministries in your area.
3: If you think about it, it's really fascinating that we, um, in the church ministry, quote, world, not quote. I was going to say business, but it's not a business. It's just the world of church ministry that we don't connect with each other and capitalize on being able to do more together. Yeah. You know, in our yeah. own communities. Now we can do it in the denomination. We want to give money to cooperative efforts. Like all of that is safe and good. But in your own community, it's like you just you just keep your head down and you stay attention to what you're doing and make sure you don't step over the little invisible lines that are what they're doing. You know that kind of thing. And mm. and I believe that actually is a tactic of the enemy to keep us less effective and less efficient in the community, Mm. to try to continue to keep us divided rather than united. And I honestly see right now those walls coming down. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on in other people's communities, but in ours, Uh, because of the pandemic, there was a get-together. The pastors first began to pray together. Just every pastor in the community across denominational lines, within denominational lines, whatever, began to meet together and pray because there are bigger fish to fry. There are bigger issues at hand than what divides us. Mm -hmm. And so when the pastors started praying, then we wives began to connect with each other too. And I believe that's uh, a part of what we're seeing of the great move of God right now is the coming down of that competition, which I think is wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to encourage it too. And I have to say in 34 years of ministry in the same community, I've not done as good a job as I should Mm -hmm. in especially being a leader in that. And I'll tell you the truth on the flip side of that. When our community began to grow, you know, when we went there, it was like cow paddy town. But then when it started to grow and all the churches all around started planting their churches in our community and, and what I felt like in the flesh is why are y'all coming here? We got it covered. We're doing good, <laughs> right, you yeah. know, because suddenly then we're actually helping to plant those churches that the other churches are <laughs> bringing to town. But now it's not like that at all. Like I totally see it as we were actually sitting with one of the pastors and he said, we all pastor the same people. Mm-hmm. And we do. We just share. And, we, and I'll tell you, the truth is, it's more fun to receive them than it is to send, send them out, you know, yeah. but it just happens. It's just part of it. And we're in the kingdom building business yeah. And so, yes, I I like even that that question because we have to, we're we're in two big times right now for us to be competing with each other. We need to start linking arms together. And aren't we lonely? I mean, aren't we alone out here? Mm -hmm. Well, the woman who's the pastor's wife right down the road, she's feeling exactly like you're feeling. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so we, the... God, the devil knows what's happening in that relationship, so he keeps it not there. Yes, so we need to win that battle just by being friendly. Amen. Yeah, right.
2: I don't know of a greater time than now, than for us to be locking arms and going the same direction. Yes. And I um, also think in light of that, if you're busy about your church and what God's doing there, what God wants to do, you don't have time to criticize other mm-hmm. churches mm-hmm. or be jealous, but also what a great time in history, in church life, mm-hmm. to bond together mm-hmm. and press forward for the kingdom because mm-hmm. um, the world is crying out mm-hmm. and they're watching us mm-hmm. and we only, we're, we've got the only answer for them. Mm-hmm. That's right. So if they see us at odds, with one another or being critical or competitive mm-hmm. with one another shame on us mm-hmm. and so i just think there's not been a greater time in my lifetime than now that we need to bond together and and press forward mm-hmm. for the kingdom okay. so absolutely, it's good. It's absolutely.
0: Good. we're almost out of time but i've got a quick question i mean i think you can answer it quickly if you had one word of encouragement or just a Just a quick encouragement. What would it be to that pastor's wife out there or that minister's wife who is listening, a leader who's listening? What would it be?
3: I um, heard this out of Henrietta Mears. She was a leader in ministry in the early 1900s. in the Presbyterian Church, and is actually called the Mother of Sunday School, I believe. Mm. And at the end of her life, um, the friends around her asked her this question, what's your one thing you would do differently over the course of your life? And I tuned in because I thought, wow, if someone like Henrietta Mears is us," mm-hmm. and I totally, it's become my mantra too. She said, I would trust him more. Mm. Wow. So my word of advice would be, no matter what you're yeah. facing, what you're going through, what doubts you have, what mm. insecurities you're fighting with, what... Um, offenses you're wrestling with just trust him more he loves you he is for you he likes you even (laughs) and um, you are where you are
2: for a purpose and he's using you so trust him more that's good and mine would be spend time with Jesus every Mm day and we cannot use a stage of life as um, excuse not to do that so good Gina that is good now there's going to be different seasons of life that that's going to be easier or harder to do but you will not survive without walking with Jesus somehow some way Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis and just stay in his word pray on the go whatever you have to do Spend time with Jesus every day.
1: That's so good. I mean, that's the art of abiding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, really, it's like it's the simple things, but we mm-hmm. we get away from those simple things. And it, it matters so much like to survive and thrive. Yes. You have to abide. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's like a, it's a rhyme I came up with, but it works. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you just, it just survive good. and thrive. You have to abide. Mm-hmm. Um, I would add two things, um, too, as I'm sitting here thinking about um, I mean, granted, I've only been in ministry for 16 years. What I have learned is you have to be okay with being misunderstood. Yeah, that's good because we can't we can't make everything right in everyone else's eyes or justify anything. It, it's just the nature of it, it's going to happen and we have to be okay with being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And what comforts me at night when I lay my head down is I know my heart before the Lord mm-hmm. and I know my husband's heart before the Lord. and so I can lay down in peace and in rest um, even if I'm misunderstood. you know that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, so that would be an encouragement. And then one that just came out of the blue the other day, I was in cycle bar doing my spin class mm-hmm. and, you know, the instructors, they'll give you like a five minute little debo, I guess, but not really, it's not on the Bible, right. but it's like a little <laughs> encouragement. And this one girl, cause it's a competitive environment and she was talking about competition and she said, don't be so competitive, don't compete, but be inspired. Mm -hmm. And I thought, now that's really good, Mm -hmm. because if we could change our mindset, when that initial competition rises up within our heart, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, if I could change that thought process to why am I going to compete against this woman Mm -hmm. or whoever, why not be inspired by whatever it is she's doing? Because the competition at the heart of it could be there could be some jealousy there, like you want to be better than or, or whatever, you know, have what they have. It, it'll come in different forms. But just to be inspired instead mm-hmm. of feeling that and like I've got to compete with this person because God's created you uniquely. Um,
0: that's so good. I, I want to share one last thing yeah, go before it. we end go this. It, and mine would be hang in there yes. <laughs> because good. at the end of the day, we all want to give up at oh, times. And there are right. times that we just want to throw in the towel. And somebody listening today is there Mm -hmm. and uh, let me just encourage you to hang in there because god's got you and he has called you and so be confident in your calling and be confident Mm -hmm. in who he has created you to be and no seasons come and go and this one will too
1: amen amen well we will be back on our next episode to talk about spiritual warfare so you don't want to miss that so stay tuned and we'll be back soon
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group, home, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.